We're going to learn today an amazing Gemara. It's amazing. And before we begin learning it, I have to just say a little preface. You'll see the whole Gemara is allegorical in the sense that uh, it's abstract. The Gemara is abstract, and I'll explain to you why. But I just have to give you that preface that the Gemara is allegorical and it's abstract. Omar Rabbi Shur ben Levi. Bishor Sha'ola Moshe Lamoroi. In the time that Moshe Rabbeinu went up above, what above means I don't know, above, up, down, you're not talking about space there. But anyway, Bishor Sha'ola Moshe Lamoroi, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to be Makabal the Torah. Mitzo'oi la'kodesh bolchu. When he went up, they say up, it's not up, you know, whatever it is, this ascension. Mitzoy Lakarish Bolchu, he found the Rabbinish Loilon, Shahoya Koisha Ksorim Loisios. The Rabbinish Loilon is incorporeal, Engloy Guf, Engloy Musaguf. And in that sense, this is abstract and allegorical. He he found whatever you know, whatever this means, that the Rebbeinu was sitting, and he was writing the Sefer Torah. Now the letters Shin, Tes, Nun, Zion, Gimel, Tzadik. These these said Shin, Tes, Nun, Zion. Gimel Tzadik, these six letters, according to the halacha of Sefer Torah, you have to have tagging on top. They have little embellishments on top of these letters. Little lines, designs on top of the letters. They must have it. So, Bishosha Ola Moshe Lamoroi Mitzol HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shoyekoshek Sarem Loisius. He found that the Rabbi Shalom, he called it, was, was tying little crowns to the letters. And Moshe was standing, he was astounded, he was standing what the Rabbi Shalom was doing, and he didn't say anything. He was there, wherever there is, and, and he stood quietly. Omar Loi, the Rabbi Shalom said to Moshe, Moshe, ain't Shalom b'yerecho. In your city, they don't say Shalom Aleichem. Ain't Shalom Be'irecha. They're standing quietly in a corner. You're not saying anything. Ain't Shalom Be'irecha. So Moshe wanted to excuse himself <laughs> for not saying anything. Omalefonov. So he said before the presence of the Rabbani Shalom, Klum Shalom Is it proper for a servant, for a slave? To give shalom to his master, a friend comes to visit another friend. How 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 regal and awesome he is! He says shalom aleichem. But I, my relationship with you is that I'm an avid, I'm a slave of yours. A slave doesn't say shalom aleichem to his master. So Moshe thought that by saying this, he had excused himself. He had extricated himself from. From that complaint, so to speak, of the Rabbanishon that he didn't say Shalom Aleichem, he said it's not proper for me to say Shalom Aleichem. On our lay, 
יסוד הרבנים שלנו עושה את משה רבינו, היה לכל עזרני, גוד, you're an adult, so you don't say שלום עליכם, היה לכל עזרני, you should have helped me, we'll soon see what kind of help Rashi explains what these words mean, how could he help the רבנים שלנו, היה לכל עזרני, you should have helped me, מיד, immediately, אמר לוי משה רבינו said to the רבנים שלנו, I quoted the Pesach from the Midbar, V'ato yigdal no koyach Hashem kasher dibarto. V'ato now may be greatly increased the koyach of the Rebbein Shalom, as you say. What's going on here? Let's reconstruct the Gemara. She'ala Moshe l'amorim, he went up l'amorim. Mitzol l'kadosh b'roshek hoya koyshek sh'arim l'oisius, he found that the Rebbein Shalom was Tying crowns to these specific oisies. Shayikoshik sarim loisies. He didn't say anything. Ain't shalom yirecha. Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't say shalom yirecha when you come in. I'm a like whom ever she knows in shalom the rabbi. It's not proper for a servant to say shalom to his master. So he says to him, Hoyolachal Azrain, you should have helped me. So Rashi, who is the great, without Rashi we don't know what the Gemara is talking about. He says on the words, La'azreini, you should have helped me. He says, you should have, Loima, you should have said to me, Titzlach Malach Techo. May your work be successful. Titzlach Malach Techo. May your work be successful. What's going on? What is the Rabbanishalayla picking a fight with Meshach Rabbeinu? First he tells him, you didn't say Shalom Aleichem to me. Then he says to him, uh, she says, no, it's not proper for me to say Shalom Aleichem. He says, you should have helped me. The Rebbein Shalom needs help. And what was the help? You should have said, you're doing such a delicate work. Be successful in what you do. What does that mean? And then Moshe says it. After he's reprimanded, he says, "V'ato, v'ato, yigdal no koyach Hashem kasher dibarto." And Moshe Rabbeinu finally, Moshe Rabbeinu finally says this. He puts into words the wish for the Rebbein Shalom's success, and he says the words. The whole Gemara is so impossible to understand without some sort of a key. First the world, the Rebbein doesn't have a goof, and you cannot see the Rebbein Shalom. You cannot see what the Rebbein Shalom is doing. You cannot see him writing. And what does it mean that he's writing? The Rebbein Shalom has to write. When you get the Torah, he has to make the crowns on the second Torah. And what does he want for Moshe Rabbeinu? Say, Shalom Aleichem. Every line of the Gemara, every few words of the Gemara, Mamish, impossible to digest. In this Gemara, there's his... Is such a fantastic thing here in the Nimaulana. Pays to come from the underworld, not to, to listen to me, but just to get an insight into this Gemara. You know, let's start from the physical world. Everything in nature is 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 coalesced, is interlinked with something else. Let's take a simple marshal, a simple example. You take a seed, you want to plant an apple tree. A seed in itself is a miracle. 
It's irrelevant. It's a perfect sweet to go in to explain the miracles of a seed. You take a seed, it doesn't look like an apple tree. It's not big like an apple tree. It doesn't have the colors of an apple tree. And from this little seed, you take and you plant it in the earth. And... But the seed, the potential that exists in the seed can never come to become a fact, a de facto, unless there's an outside influence on the seed, the nutrients that are in the earth. But even that is not enough. You have to have water, you have to have rain. This is in the physical world, it's true in everything. If you look into the physical world, you'll see that it's one thing influencing another, one thing, the chain of life, one thing is influencing another. There's a shefa going from one place to another, and then something else is created. There's a phenomenon which is called Matan Torah, the giving of Torah. Revelation. The Torah was revealed on Harsina. This is an influence on the world. This is a Shefa. A Shefa, there are two ways to elicit a Shefa, an influence, an outpouring. Sometimes it begins from the Rabbi Shalom himself. Sometimes it needs, in some minimal fashion, it needs that it should start in Klal Yisrael. For instance, let's take the example of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, which we're learning the Sedris. The Rabbani Shalom wanted to take Klal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, and he promised the others that will take them out of Mitzrayim. He told Moshe Rabbein was going to take them out of Mitzrayim. That's a shefa of Geula. That's, that's a, a koyach milamal is going to break the koyach of Pariyam Mitzrayim to redeem Klal And it was premised and everything still in all you find that it was necessary to have Dan Pesach and Dan Mila. The Gemara and the Medrashim say explicitly it was necessary for Klal to have these two mitzvahs. That have the mitzvah of Korban Pesach and that have the mitzvah of Mila to be saved and redeemed that there should be a bullet from Mitzrayim. These two acts, in, as mysterious and as hidden as, as the reason is from us, we needed these two acts to, re, to release the Geula. Without these two acts, you can't go out. Ah, you promised the others. You promised Avram Yitzchak and Yankif, and you promised everybody knew about a pocket Yipka. They knew. No, there has to be a key that has to unlock the door to that treasure, to that where, where the where the of Geula is hidden. No, you need to pass and Daniel talking about. This is what this is what you must do. Moshe Rabbeinu comes up, whatever that up means, to bring down a Torah. And he stands there, amazed, he's quiet. And he sees in the Torah, I mean, I'll just tell you succinctly, I'm not going to get into that branch of this Gemara. He sees that the Rabbanish Shalom is tying crowns to the words 
which means just what the crown is. A crown is beyond the head. That the words have mysteries besides their literal and open meaning. And those mysteries and those soydis are directly connected to Rabbi this is what we're getting. His action is normal. Some, imagine if somebody comes to your house and knocks at your door and, 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 and starts him bringing treasure chests of, of diamonds and jewelry and gold. He's tender speechless. You have nothing but to say. And Rabbi Shalom says to him, why aren't you saying Shalom Aleichem? You see, you see what I'm doing. You have to relate to this. You have to bring down the Shafa, even if it is only by saying Shalom Aleichem. And I'll soon explain to you why Shalom Aleichem starts the Shafa. But he says, that form of relationship, I can't. It's improper. So the Rebbeinu says to him, an amazing thing. He says, for me to give the Torah to 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 to. to the mashpia, the territory, the world, you had to unlock the flow. You should have said, be matzliach. Elisha immediately heard that in order to, that even for such a shepherd to, to, to come to Matan Torah, you need something from Klai Yisrael, you need something. He said the Apostle, we're flying around now in heaven. This is all abstract, right? We're someplace we don't know where we are. I don't know where we are. I don't know what, what, what a picture the picture of the Rabbanishal means. It's all abstract anymore. That's obvious. That's elementary. But it says here in the Gemara, what does it say here in the Gemara? It says here in the Gemara that even for such a thing that's called Matan Torah, in order to release it, to release that oil, Say to me, be successful. Now, 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 this, it began to open my mind, this Gemara, this Gemara is a Gemara, it's esoteric. It's mysterious Gemara. To my mind, to my understanding of the Gemara, the Gemara is talking about Hashboas, and the relationship to, that the Mechabloi Hashpahs have with that Hashpah, we the recipients of the Hashpah, in certain instances we must do something. But to my mind, something else altogether came out of the Gemara, the way the Gemara is formed, the way that this mystery is delivered to us. You know that in the Gemara there's a whole discussion in a number of places about saying hello to somebody, about saying Shalom Aleichem to somebody. You know, so you read it, just as there is secular etiquette, you place the fork where, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which side and what side, but I see people, you know, somebody once invited me to their house and said, oh, she said to me, we're going to have stemware and the dishes and the silver. I don't know, for some reason she was explaining to me everything's going to be linen and she was talking. I appreciate it. Nothing to laugh at. If you can have it, why not? You can afford it. But there's a secular etiquette. So there's a Torah etiquette. One might say, Shalom Aleichem is a Torah etiquette. It's not that superficial understanding of what it's all about. 
The Gemara is insistent that a person, not only should he say Shalom Aleichem, but he should be the first to be Magdim Shalom. What does it mean? A warm Shalom Aleichem, when you say something to another person, you open up the other person's resources. I come in a place, I'm scared, I'm frightened. I'm frightened. Nobody's 100% secure. I know, I came to Israel, I came into a shul, a busy shul. There's one minion going after another, and every corner there's another minion. And I just got off the plane, I come into the shul, you know, and I know it's all Jews, and I'm standing, I'm afraid, maybe I'm staying in somebody's place. Maybe I'm taking, I, I don't know where to stand, you know. A Jew comes over to me and says, Shalom Aleichem Baruch all of a sudden, I don't know what, you think I'm an immature baby. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable, they're not going to throw me out of here. The weakness of a human being, the fantasy of a human being, the weaknesses that can go into a human mind, I mean, are impossible to record. But the guy came over to me, then another guy came up and said, Shalom Aleichem, and said, here, this place, you know. I felt inside of me, my, my, my meager wellsprings were open, I'm able to dive in Shalom Aleichem is a tremendous chesed. And not only to say Shalom Aleichem, to be the first one to say Shalom Aleichem, to make another person feel good. And then the Gemara says, oh, it doesn't, it, it, there's another thing here in the Gemara. Hayalachola Azraini. The Rabbani Shalom said, in order for me to give the Shetah Torah, you have to help me. What do you mean help me? Rabbi Shalom will be successful. He needs our breath of success. I mean, I know in my experiences in school, the teacher will come in to a test, some teacher will say, oh, this is a very difficult test. Well, the kids would get hysterical. I mean, I right away, my hands fell down. Instead of a teacher coming in in the morning and saying, boys, don't be frightened. It's an interesting test. You can do it. You all can do it. If you say to them, you can do it, you'll be successful, you open up the Mayanis in them. It opens them up, it gives them, you, in English we call it that confidence. Confidence is a shepherd that comes from someplace. It's locked. Hayolach al If the Rebbeinu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hayolach al we learn how to behave only from the Rebbeinu. You know, I don't know why, but I have an experience with people. A guy once came to me, from here. And, you know, there were Shalom Bayes problems. What was his only complaint? What was his only complaint? His wife is a fine woman and he likes her and he has children and everything is fine and they make a living and everything. But he'll listen to a story. Whenever he attempts to undertake something new to expand, his wife will say to him, oh, Yanko, you know you can't do that. It's not it's too much for you. You can't do that. She meant well. She didn't mean anything. He says, she's crushing me. He told me he had an opportunity in real estate. He had access to a bank. You know, these things come up. I don't know if you know in business. The bank told him, for him, listen, we know you. You're reliable. You're responsible. Go into the... the they defaulted on the mortgage, and he had to go, and you need a little push. And he had to put in some money. Yanko, don't get involved. Yanko, it's too much for you. You can't do it. Out of the goodness of the heart. 
The star is like, Yankel, you could do it. You're responsible. Go and do it. I'll help you. He says, look, maybe everything he says, but I can't do anything. Every time I do something, just out of her love, out of her concern to me, Yankel, you can't do that. I should sit home in a high chair in a bib. She'd be happy. <laughs> and in his life, it was a serious problem. If the Rabbani Shalom said, even to a child, to another, to a friend, we get past the Shalom Aleichem, wish me success, wish me success or whatever I'm doing. Because a person needs someone to come with the key and open up, and open up the, the, the wellsprings that are in us, that we're afraid of ourselves. I can't do it myself. I can't do it myself. I can't tell myself going to the bank and get the building. I'm, I'm, I'm down from the bottom. A person doesn't see himself or herself. You don't see yourself clearly. How many times in the yeshiva we took little kids that they said they're dumb, they can't learn, it's impossible to teach them. It's not that we taught them. 100, whatever they did. Why? Because the guy said to him, don't run, be successful, let's dwell on this, let's run on this line, one line, another line, another line. And all of a sudden the kids saw, well, springs are coming out. He knows 10 lines, 20 lines, 20 psukim, 50 psukim, 75 psukim, a hit, 10, one mission, 10 missions, 11 missions. Where did it come from? Yeah, the principal called me up and I quote unquote, he said to me, it's impossible to teach this child. You think I took a professor from Harvard at the School of Education? No, Yosef Lovett, Chaim Barish, Buchnyakis. <laughs> they don't even know how to, that psychology starts with a P. <laughs> and they took these kids and showed them that they have strength. They, were, they, they said, kids, you should be successful. There are men and women in, in all walks of life, in all conditions of life, that need someone to say to them, you're going to be successful. Sometimes two words is enough. Sometimes you need more than two words. You see an amazing thing in the Gemara. This Gemara is amazing. The Rabbanishalim said, to open a shefa, you need someone else to. And you think everybody would know that. What are we talking about here? We're talking about such high things, such deep philosophy. Nah. But in life, it seems in life that you can pass by the most, uh, Mr. Sherm speaks about that, the most fundamental principles of life. You could pass by it and not see it. I mean, this guy came to me, he says, I like my wife. I like my kids. We have a nice home. I make a living. So but I could do more. And a person has an innate nature to want to do more. Whenever I want to do more, she says, oh, yeah, don't get that. Huh? You, you can do those things. I never learned how to play chess because a friend of mine said, told me it's not for your head. So I told him it's not for my head. I was finished. I never attempted to learn how to play chess, even though I knew he was right. <laughs> but, I mean, this, this is what you see clearly in the Gemara. Rashi says, you should have said, Tislach mach techa, your work should be successful, Rebbein You're writing the crowns and dice, this is a difficult job. Be successful. What do you mean? It's almost blasphemous to say such words. If the Gemara didn't say it, we couldn't say it. 
The teretz is the gift of Torah was a shepherd, and the shepherd has to be done through a key. And you have to say, Rebbe be successful in what you're doing. It's for us. To me, to me, it's an amazing gemara. It's, a, it's a, you know what I mean. In life, you know, you see it in life, and you can't imagine. You know, you can't imagine like, with the things I can count up, things, incidents of with teachers, men, women, boys, girls, friends. Had a case that brought me a Satmar kid, a beautiful kid, 14 years old, just last week. The kid didn't stick right a few nights, he wasn't eating a few days. Oh, wild kid, you know, he, he broke up, they put in a, they hung up no hang, he said, him and another kid broke it up. So the kid admitted, and he was sorry, the father paid for it, but man, the kid was deeply embarrassed. So the father told the rabbi, look, the kid didn't sleep all night, for a few nights, he's not eating. You know, kid, you know, that's that's his reality. He told the rabbi, make him feel good. <laughs> the rabbi comes in front of him, says to him, the kid was mortified, the kid was buried. It became so bad that the father became hysterical, he's a friend of mine. He brought the kid to me, you know. I tried just to give the kid a good time. But here's a rabbi who's supposed to be a good rabbi. He doesn't understand, you know. Start screaming him for another class. He, he buried him twice. Hayalachalaz <laughs> Rani helped the kid rebunish him. You don't understand. Don't embarrass him in front of the class. Open up his wellspring. He's a bright kid, a bright, bright kid. Open up his wellspring. The kid is locked. We, it's all over life like that, you know? You know, it's all over life, you know. To, to give chizak to somebody, to give, you know, you know, I, I, I once told you, and it pays to repeat, to me, I repeat it for myself only. I saw in the look at the Maran of Machna Breslova, you know, it's a classical cipher. He was a big genius, he's a big tzaddik. So he writes, he writes, that he knew an old tzaddik, and if he called somebody a tzaddik, you could be sure it's a tzaddik, because he didn't hold, from very few people that he, that he, that he considered to be a tzaddik. Because he knew an old tzaddik that told him that when he was young, if somebody would have come and patted him on the back and say, everything will be all right, and he would have been 10 times bigger than he is. Since when he was young, he was all alone, he had nobody to say a good word to him. In word, in, in, in the complexities and the intricacies of the society that we live in, you know, we forget about these things. The importance, you know, the, the, the significance, you know, of a, of a smile, of a good word, you know, in between friends of, of the same age, you know, the same, you know. You know, sometimes I meet my friends, you know, they're my age, we grew up together, we live together, we cry together. I sit with them sometimes, you know. Nothing, you know, they never say anything to me, you know. I, and they are bright people, they're brighter than I am. I look at them, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Just say something to me. Wish me well in, in my endeavors, you know. I talk to you, talk to me. And it seems that this ingredient in the world, if the Rabbi Shalom told the Rabbi it seems it's a, it's a significant lesson. The Gemara is on that pay test in Shabbos coming out. You have to go home and look in the Gemara. It's one of the most... I wasn't going to be here today. 
But I saw, I learned this Gemara with the boys, I think, last week. I, I, my mind is not at rest. I don't even know if they understand what I'm talking about. My mind is not at rest since I learned them. It is so amazing. You know, if the whole Gemara is allegorical, there's no reality to the Gemara. There was no picture. He didn't see the Rabbanishlal. Whatever it means, it's a perception, it's a consciousness that comes through Kedusha. And he said, who created the whole cosmos, says the little human being, Moshe Rabbeinu, that he said himself, Moshe, wish me well. Because you have to open up the Mayanis. 